Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning.
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? No, I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Is this Pam or Nessa? No, this is Pam. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds alike. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, how was your weekend? Oh, uneventful. Uneventful. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't your fault. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you know what? I was, I didn't have, um, my city was nice enough to take Ozias with her out of town. So I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? It was like single woman, no children this weekend. Right. And I'm like, hmm. So I, I contacted a couple of my girlfriends, and I'm like, um, I said, okay, guys, I have no kids up until Sunday. What can we get into? They were like, yeah, okay. And I said, y'all let me know. And I'm there. I have no schedule right now, so <laughs> just let me know. Needless to say, nobody got back to me. And I'm just like, so I was like, okay, no problem. Well, one got back to me, and she was like, okay, let's we can go to the show. So we're going to go see Girls Night Out. And she calls me back, and she was like, so I had an x-ray done. I think she said a week ago. I, I hate that I don't remember details, but she was like, um, she was like, I think she said about a week ago, and they wanted her to come back and take another X-ray, but they didn't say why. But mm. this is a whole week, you know. So you know, okay, and so. Um, Come and find out. They were like, we think you have pneumonia. So um, you can't be around anybody until we, we suggest you, like, keep yourself away from everybody until you know what kind of pneumonia it is. So she calls me back and she leaves a message and says, well, I can't go to the show with you because and not for sure what kind of pneumonia it is, and I don't want to spread it around, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I understand. So I, you know. Huh? Took them a week to diagnose pneumonia? That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it was a week or, or what that detail was. If, if she had just had, like, a couple of days before or what, because, Oh, okay. you, know, you know how people do a lot of talking, and then they kind of like throw information out there, and then okay. it's just like, did she say it was a week ago? No, it was a week ago. Why they just calling her? That was the question I had too. Like, why they wait a whole week? But you know, that's neither here nor there. And so, uh, but yeah, so it was like, yeah, we think we we uh, we think you have pneumonia, so. 
We're going to run a couple of tests to see what kind it is that I like. Mm-hmm. That sounds fishy to me, but she's an older lady. So, okay. you know, um, I, I, I know exactly how far I can go with people older than me. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of, you know, I kind of don't say nothing no more. I'm learning that people older than me, they will only listen to me to a point. And then they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. So I just don't say nothing. I pray over it and I keep, you know, I'm learning just, Keep moving, like okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like married people versus single people. Married people think single people don't know anything about relationships. Like okay, right. just because I'm not married doesn't mean I don't know anything about a relationship. But okay, right. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't see other married people or or nothing like that. But that's fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know yeah. so. It's like it's like that kind of thing. So, because like she was telling me, and I, and I was I was as I was praying over it, like the spirit that I believe in the spirit of the Lord was just showing me she's very empathetic. Like this, like her, like if you're her best friend or she has strong feelings towards you, and something goes wrong with you, she feels it with you. Mm, okay, you know. And she gets real upset, you know. If you're mad, she's mad. If you're sad, she's sad. It's like that kind of thing. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And so um, her friend has uh, lung cancer. Ooh. Yeah. And she got sick last weekend. And it was also her birthday. And her birthday weekend, and her and my friend, and her, you know, my friend was supposed to go with her friend whose birthday it was out of town, and it just so happened she got sick. And her friend was really upset because it's the second time she tried to go out of town on her birthday, and she got sick. So her friend's upset, and now she's upset. And I, you know, like I said, I believe it was a spirit like show me. She got so she gets so empathetic that I think she physically feels starts getting to where her, you know, where that person is, you know. And I'm like, that's not good either, you know, because I'm like, how do you get pneumonia in the summertime? It's not like it's been like drastic changes in temperature and stuff. And I'm like, okay, Lord. I said, well, all I can do is pray because I tried to tell her, like, with her friend's cancer, it keeps, like, recessing a little bit and advancing, recessing and advancing. And I told told her um, the story of my sister's friend, and this is recent, how she she had had breast cancer and, um, you know, she went through the surgery to have it removed and everything. And um, she went for a checkup, and they 
saw a a lump or a spot on the reconstructed breast. And so um, her daughter lives in Missouri, and her daughter's friend was like, I need to go talk to your mom. Never met her. And I was like, this is what God means about being obedient. Never met my friend at all. Only knew her daughter and told her daughter, I need to go and see her mom. So they took the six-hour drive or the five-hour drive, however long it takes to get from the city of Missouri here. And he sat down with her, and he was like, God told me to tell you to let it all go. He said, that's why, you know, you have the spot and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, she was like, he told her stuff that nobody knew. He brought up stuff that nobody knew about, you know, that she never discussed with anybody, like her feelings and stuff. He brought all that up. And he was like, once you let that go, you'll be fine. And so when he was done, you know, they talked some more that he left the next day. And so as he was ministering her and she started, like, letting stuff go and everything, so when she went back to the doctor, I guess it was later on that week, and they took another, um, whatever they do, sonogram, whatever, whatever, whatever they did, the x-ray, whatever it was, the spot was gone. It was completely gone. There was nothing showing that there was ever anything there. And they were like, where'd it go? And she was like, that was God, you know. And so it was like, as I told my friend, I said, with her lung cancer, I said, there's, I said, have her ask God to do a self-inventory. Maybe there's something that she, because of that testimony, I was like, well, maybe there's something she's holding on to that she doesn't even know about. So ask, you know, to her and ask God to do a self-inventory. And um, and see if she's harboring any depression or anger or anything from her past that could be the issue of why she keeps, you know, her cancer keeps relapsing or whatever. And so she told me, she was like, she's the happiest person I know. I don't believe she has anything she's holding on to. I was like, oh, okay. And I just had to let it go. I let, I don't know if she went back and told her what I said or not, you know, but I'm just like, there's nothing else I can do. I put it out there. And so I pray for her friend. You know, once I got the phone, I'm like, Lord, if there's something that she needs to let go, show it to her. So, you know, and then I'm just like, okay, you know, I got I just got to get into the habit of praying for people every day that we do on the call, but I'm just like it's 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 only this is it just shows that it's only so much you can say to somebody before they shut you down and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I know better. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know <laughs> <laughs> Praise God, you know, just <laughs> you know. So I was just like, Wow. 
And because she shut me down real quick. I've known her for years. You know, like, you know, and so um, I know she, she, she's the happiest person I know, the most positive person. But I, and I was thinking about myself. I'm like, yeah, I can post to be positive because I choose to, but that doesn't mean that everything about me is hunky-dory, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. So, but I'm just like, again, there's only... Yeah, I mean, even the most positive person has bad days. Right, right. And baggage, luggage. <laughs> okay. Drunks. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, it is what it is, you know. I said, I just, I, you know. Uh, all right, anyway. Um, I'm sorry. I just so had a lot of rent. Huh? So did you do anything this weekend? Um, What I did was, I, well, I've been, um, I have been putting off for a long time. So, um, but the one thing I do is I rearrange my kitchen again. I cannot believe it. I just kitchen away. I'm so irritated. I'm really irritated now. Because I, I clean my whole kitchen, and I'm really looking at the kitchen now, and it's like, what is going on? Because. This, it's dirty. And my son came in last night from out of town, and my daughter came in. And it's just like, I'm about to wake them up and tell them, clean this up. Mm-hmm. I, I did try to get this kitchen back in order. Okay. I clean this mess up. But, but, yeah, I rearranged my kitchen the way I really wanted it to, to be. And then um, I finally shredded all of my documents. Oh, okay. I didn't leave. I didn't leave one document or piece of paper in a pile. Usually, I have that 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 small pile that kind of like I don't know what to do with it. I shredded everything. I no. said if I it, I said um, I, I went through everything. It's not like I just like no. I looked at everything, and I kept, like, a couple of pieces that, like, um, the last physical that I had at the doctor, the last um, dental appointment that I had and the kids had and things like of that nature, but everything else, I shredded. I'm like, bills. Uh, old papers, old documents, everything shredded. I said, I haven't touched it or needed it in the past five years. I'm not going to need it anytime soon. That's the, I don't know why I'm keeping it, you know. So I said, if it comes back, oh, well, you know, well, would you like to send me another copy because I don't have it, that type thing. But other than that, I shredded everything. And I felt so accomplished. I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I rented some movies. I was like, instead of paying, you know, $10 for one, 
I paid um, $8 for five. So, you know, that, that was my weekend. You didn't do anything fun? You know what? Just being able to watch what I wanted to watch was fun <laughs> for me. It wasn't a cartoon or family-oriented. Um, I watched The Boss. Um, I forget her name. Um, but she, was at, she, she came out of nowhere. From Mike and Molly, okay. I watched. I watched that, and um, I got a barbershop, the last barbershop. I watched that, and, you know, I watched, well, I watched Madeira on the run. I watched that last night. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't. No no interruptions. (laughs) No interruptions. Nobody talking through it. You know, and just it was wonderful. It was, it was wonderful. You know, and I was able to laugh. It was some cussing in it, and I didn't have to go like, "Oh, you know." It was just, it was wonderful. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh well," you know. I said, "Well, you know, that's fine." You know, I just. I have to, um, you know, and then me and me and God had a couple of conversations over the weekend too. So it was productive. It was productive. Okay. If nothing else, how was um, the church call yesterday? That was the one thing I missed. By the time I woke up, it was eleven o'clock. No. It was 10 o'clock, and I still had some things I needed to do, so I wasn't able to get on. So how was how was the call yesterday? Oh, it was basically, you know, last week he talked about the fire, and um, so this week he sort of like talked about the fire part two. Okay. So, okay. Um, so it was it was um, it was good. Didn't you know reference specifically any like Bible verses? Um, but I would take it that it you know it was just more in depth of what he had talked about last week, um, and talking you know about the about fire and 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 how both God and the, and the devil uses it. Um, and the one thing that um. What was it? The one thing that stood out to me uh, was what if or what could happen if you didn't fear the fire? Hmm. Excuse me. I was like, okay. Um, It was uh, was pretty good. It sounds like it was. Yeah. It was pretty good. So, but um, and then of course we did we didn't have mastermind yesterday. I did talk to him about um, 
you know, some of the stuff that we had talked about last week um, in regard to making changes to the mastermind call. Um, but him, Erica, and, and, and Mark are, you know, meeting and discussing and so on and so forth. So I do not know what's going to, what's going to, uh, how, what changes are going to occur or whatever. Okay. Okay. So I guess they're redesigning it or something or other. To be determined. To be TBA? To be announced? (laughs) (laughs) To be continued? (laughs) Right now, saying next month, sometime next month it'll resume. Um, I have no idea. Okay. He's on a need to know basis, and I guess right now I don't need to know. Oh, oh stop it. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, oh. Okay. Okie dokie, smoky. So, um, okay. So, was your temp agency able to find you another assignment? Um. I looked on the website, um, on their website, trying to find something, and everything is like general labor. Mm, okay. Yeah. So um, the couple of customer jer- customer service, the couple of customer <laughs> service um, positions that I looked at, they were not an easy commute. Okay. So I was like, okay, like Aurora and Ooh. things of that nature. And I'm just like, mm. Yeah. And, you know, you know I'm like, take three hours to get there and three hours to get back. Right. You know, and I really don't, like, again, it's like Chicago is, is <laughs> downtown Chicago is really not... Um, oops, is really um, not my thing. So I've been praying about that. I'm like, well, if I'm supposed to go downtown, then they'll respond to my application. So they have yet to respond to my application. So I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Said, all right. So I'll keep it moving, you know. Um, I'm gonna file for unemployment today. Um, okay. Because I had thought, you know, I was trying to get it a week or two to see if I could find something on their site before I started trying to file for unemployment. You know, like, oh, there should be something else I can get into, you know, with them. And yeah, that didn't work out. So. I went back to um, Indeed and uh, what's the other one? There's another site that I go through. And so I've been filling applications there and and seeing if I, you know, get a response or anything. And and so far, the only response I got was, thank you for applying. We're gonna review your document, you know, and if you're a match, we'll call you. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, yeah. And so I went back to um, this, this uh, thing that I had looked at last year, and I said I didn't want to do it because I had to pay somebody to work. And so I'm looking at it like, maybe I'll do this anyway, you know, because I did it with Uber. You had to basically, it was taken out of your quote unquote check, you know, before you got paid anyway. You had to pay a fee to Uber because you were considered a contractor. And so I was like, it's pretty much the same thing, but they just take a little bit more than what Uber was taking. I don't have to have, um, I don't have to have, you know, strangers in my car or whatever. And so um, it's, uh, it's where you work for these companies that's already on this platform, I had told you about it before, called Arise, and mm-hmm. you have to pay what that company a fee to work for them because they have to pay a fee and all this other stuff. And so um, I was like, you got to start somewhere. You know, I just got to find a cook, you know, which company charges the least and still ranks high on the, um, as far as, like, reviews or whatever, on the platform that they work off of and, um, and get in contact with them. So I'll be doing that this week and seeing, you know, what's available and what's out there and take it from there. I mean... That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's, it's all I can do, you know, because um, because it, it 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 just so happened to just come on my timeline again, again as I was talking to God about. I'm like, well, I just I just want to be able to be in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing. You know, I said I need to be able to pay my bills now. And then it's starting to pile up now. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, Lord, you know. So um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Other than that, everything Pretty much the same, I hate to say. Pretty much the same. My son came back looking all grown. (laughs) He did. I was looking at him like, oh, my gosh. I was like, that, I said, he keeps, I said, he keeps, like, you know, going in and out of my presence whenever he comes back. He always looks, you know, like, 
I'm waiting for him to, to go play outside and come back in. So I'd be like, hey, Ma. I'd be like, you know what? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm serious. He came back home, and I'm looking at him like, really? Really? And then, like, being gone for a couple of days makes you look at him like, like a whole new child. Like, is that my child? Right, you know. And so I just was like, okay, that, yeah, that's him. That, <laughs> that's him. All right. Well, you know. So, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> that's enough of that. And we stopped. But just, but, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> when he came back, it does. And so I just, when I looked at him, I was just like, wow, you know. So, yeah. But um, let us, let us begin um, our Bible study because we is um I don't I don't want to keep you on the phone for long because I know you always you're always busy but you take time out to hang with me so. And like I said, always appreciate that. Always appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, not like I'm not getting anything out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've been up for a minute. I'm like, and, after you sent the text out yesterday, I was like, I did say seven thirty did Erica. And then I was like, eh, maybe I better remind Felicia too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It still didn't go to bed until almost two o'clock this morning. And so I'm like, I said, oh, yeah. When I started the test, I'm like, oh, yeah, she, we did say 730. <laughs> I said, okay, no problem, no problem. We'll do 730, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so after that, I'm like, okay, look, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? You know, and so this morning when I woke up, I was just like, I was between two opinions, <laughs> as they say. And so um, at first I was like, okay, Proverbs 31. I said, we need to go over Proverbs 31 again. But then, um, 
he finally answered and he said to do um second Timothy. Um and I was gonna there's a there's a a, a scripture in Second Timothy that we're gonna go over. But before we start if you'd be so kind as to take us in with the prayer, please and thank you. Okay. I'm trying to go to Second Timothy. Okay. Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, I just thank you for this phone call, allowing us to be able to come together in fellowship and to share and to learn of your word, Father. Father, I pray that anyone who takes the time to call in this morning, that they will hear something on this call that will help them in their walk with you, Father. Father, I just include Sister Felicia in this in this prayer thanking you, Father, for her continued obedience as we shift time and, and shift focuses sometimes. Father, we just thank you that she continues to do as she is called to do and to lead this call and to to explain your word, to break it down so that we can understand it a lot better. We thank you, Father, for for the discernment that she receives from you. We thank you, Father, for for her temperament in being patient and allowing questions. We thank you, Father, that she allows people to express themselves, even if it may be different than what it is that, that she is saying, and that she is able to redirect them without being um, a know-it-all. So we thank you, Father, for giving her that gift. Father, we continue to pray for blessings for herself, for her household, and for her family. Father, we just thank you for your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Okay. Um, okay, so... I um I'm trying to figure out a best the best way to start this. <laughs> um because this is why we're doing second Timothy. I was like, I said, Lord, when did you stop talking to us? You know, what is the right relationship with him? You know, and um, and I was, oh, okay. I hate, I want to, I want it to flow right. Yes, okay. Okay. All right. Um, I, 
the Lord had been reading Joshua. The Lord had been reading Joshua. So we're going to start there, and we're going to come back to 2 Timothy. Okay. Um, So we're going to go to Joshua um, 23. Okay. And in Joshua... So this is the thing. We all know what happened with Israel when God brought them out of Egypt because of their continued um, disobedience and looking back into and, and, and having their you know, having their their thoughts and flesh keep thinking about how, quote, unquote, it was good in Egypt, even though they were the ones crying out over this heavy burden that was on them in Egypt. They, um, and, and God bringing them out and, and showing them the promised land and things of that nature because of their continued murmurings and disobedience, he said, you will not go into the promised land, but I will give you this land. And so he gave them, he gave them the land before the promised land, but they had to fight. They had to fight to keep that land. They had to physically fight to to gain the land that they, that they had before the promised land. And so um, Joshua's generation was a part of that fight, right? So when you read in, um, I should have wrote that chapter down too, but when you read about it, the, the children of Israel, they had to, really fight to keep the land that God gave them before the promised land. Because God said, you can't go into the land of promise because you don't know how to obey. So you're going to have to fight with sweat and blood to to get the land that I show you and tell you about, and you will inhabit that land. And so they did. They fought and everything. And so um, they were able to subdue the land, and they kept the land, but they had to keep it by force, by their own force. And so um, when it came time and that generation finally died off, by this time I think everybody lived to be like, you know, the, the age the, the lifespan of a person was was whittled down to 120 years. 
So there was like no 900,000-year-old person, you know, in the mixture anymore. They all lived to be 100 or so. So the generation was at least 120 years. So, um, but once everybody who was in Egypt died off, the Lord told Joshua, go not, you will go in. You and this generation will go in and possess the land. You will, because you obey my voice and you listen to what I say, do. You'll go in and you will, you will, you will fight. I will fight, you know, all those around, all the nations within, and you will just go in and possess the land. You won't have to fight. I will do the fighting for you. So that was one of the big differences between the land before the promise and the land after the promise. But the land was taken by all of Israel before the promise and after the promise. And so um, the Lord had showed Joshua what part of Israel was to stay on that land, the land before the promised land, and who was to go into the promised land. And so that being said, um, in Joshua 23, um, after everything was said and done, after everything was completed, and they had did all the fighting, they can do it, everything. In Joshua 23, it says, and it came to pass, a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And he called the Israel, all of Israel, and their elders, and their heads, and their judges, and their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken with age, and ye have seen all that the Lord your God has done unto all these nations because of you. And so there were a lot of nations within all this land that they that had to be subdued for Israel to take over. So that shows you how big Israel was. Because Israel had to, Israel was able to um, go in and, and even as you read, um, you know, all of the chapters in, in Joshua, the um, the different tribes and nations that they fought to possess the lands that they did before and after the promise, it was just like you could tell. You know that it was that the God that 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 kept them when Israel had to fight for themselves before the Promised Land, and even when God fought for them in the Promised Land to subdue it. You could tell that the nations were strong, and so for Israel to go in and take over was nothing but God. And he says, um, 
He says, and ye, that is three, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that has fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight, and you shall possess their land, as the Lord your God has promised unto you. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside, there, from, to the right or to the left, that you come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them, but cleave unto the Lord your God, as you have done unto this day, For the Lord has driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you until this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fights for you, and he has promised you. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Else, if you do in any wise go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations, even these that remain among you, and shall make marriages with them, and go in unto them, and they to to you know for certainty that the Lord your God will no more drive out any of these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps unto you and scourges in your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. And so this is, this is not just for them. But for now, like America was considered the land of promise. And people said, well, America was never a Christian nation. No, America was God's nation. It was God's nation because those who came over here were, quote, unquote, running from religious persecution because they were trying to live by the book. And so when they came over here, they came over here to live by this book because they were Protestants. So you had those who were not Protestant who were with the RC church, and you had those who were Protestants who were just like, no, the word of God is this. It means this and it says this, and we're going to live this way. And so when they came over to America, they were doing everything by the book. 
And so it was like this is saying, once you start going by the book, it's like when you turn back to what the Lord brought you out of, you you know, it's like it's like the um the scripture that says, you know, you swept everything clean and you know, you kicked the devil out and you swept everything clean and you garnished it and everything, but you haven't filled it with anything. And so the devil comes back and he brings back seven more that was that was stronger. So it's like it's like that thing is what has happened with America. America used to be a, a land that God people could say, look at how they are flourishing. Look at the you know, look at the green of the land. Look at the you know the, how they are able to produce so much. But the minute we reverted back to letting we we were letting people come over, we, we our main thing was you have to assimilate yourself to our way of thinking because this is one nation under God. So we are not going to divide this nation because you're from here, this is your belief, and you're from there. You have to basically reside with us the way we're working now. But somewhere along the way, we lost our way. And a lot of it is because the church stopped going back and and looking at when God was speaking instead of when man was speaking. And, And the thing is, and that's where, and that's why God wants us back in a right relationship with him. And that's what a bright relationship is. Us actually going back and having our conversations, our one-on-one with God for ourselves. We can't let another man or woman determine and dictate to us what God has said because we have access to God as well not just the minister that's in the pulpit or the prophet or the evangelist. We as regular people have access to God as well. And we do ourselves and Christ and God and the Holy Ghost, all of that and injustice when we take the word we take the word of one person and not go to God for ourselves or to the world for ourselves. And that's where it started from the beginning, not going back and asking God, is this what you said? Any questions, comments, before we go further? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Okay. So we're still in Joshua. Um we're in um, verse 14. He said, and behold, this day, okay, and behold, this day, I am going the way of all the earth. 
and you know in your heart and in your soul that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one thing has failed thereof. Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all good things are come upon you, which the Lord your God has promised you, so shall the Lord bring upon you all evil things until he has destroyed from you, until he has destroyed you from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and have gone and served other gods, and bowed yourselves to them. Then shall the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and you shall perish quickly from off the good land which he has given you. And so this is letting us know that the, the promise is only there as long as you have God as your God. The Most High God is your God. The promise stays yours. You, you go to any other God, you go, and so, because I think, think about it. If you have money as your God, if you have your car as your God, if you have um, your job as your God, now you have replaced God from his rightful position and put another God in that place. So God is just like, okay, you took me out of the place, then hey, then you're on open season. You know, it doesn't matter because I told you from the beginning. And see, the thing is, without the church going, you know, and again, I'm not saying that there's grace and mercy. Grace and mercy has always been there. From the beginning. But the thing is, if we have a spirit of disobedience, God has said on more than one occasion in the Old and the New Testament, I am the one true God. Put nothing and no one before me, and we're good. I'm jealous. If you put anything before me, then let me show you. I can show you better than I can tell you. What happened? I will jack you up. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. I will jack you up. I mean, he's like, why should I keep blessing you if you keep putting these guys before me? Do you come back to me talking about, oh, Lord, look at what's going on? And he's like, um, but you didn't put that money before me. You put that job before me. You thought your riches and your Porsche and all of that was your God. And now because it's not working, you want to come back? No, dude, I'm good. But let me show you what's going to happen. So not only do you have the wrath of God and his jealousy upon you because now you're not counted as the child of obedience, but the child of disobedience. And so the child of disobedience 
is is not is not of the Lord. So there's no promise there. There's no covering there when you're under the child as you, if you're being considered the child of disobedience. That covering is no longer valid because the child of disobedience belongs to the devil. And so, um, where did it go? And this, and this, and this um, confirms that this is we're going to um, chapter twenty four of Joshua, verse nineteen, because from one to nineteen. It talks about it, and, and read it. It, it talks about um, you know everything that happened up until this point. Joshua shows how the love of God is, and the people, and the people, and the nations that God fought for Israel to get them to to get into the promised land, up to and into the promised land. And so he, you know, it's just it's just repeating and reminding. Good morning, Miss Erica. It's just repeating and reminding the people of all that God has done. Um, Joshua twenty four. Right now, Joshua twenty four. Um, and so from, from 1 to 19, he talks about all the, you know, you know all, that, all that they had gone through, all that God had taken Israel through to get there. And look at how we look at our lives. Every, every one of us has a story. And before we got saved by Christ, because that's basically what the Spirit of the Lord is. The Spirit of Christ came and, and died for us. Look at all that happened before we got to the promise of being saved. You know, um, the, the pitfalls and the anger and abuse and neglect and the discouragement and the depression and the confusion, the doubt, the sickness, whatever we had to go through before we before we found Christ, we had to fight in our own in our own power. We had to fight in our own you know by our own will to hold on, to not give up as those around us committed suicide or got addicted to drugs or or killed or whatever, we had to hold on. But then once we decided, okay, I'm going to go all in for Christ, now we no longer have to we we have to we just have to stand by faith and watch the Lord fight our battle. That's what Joshua is letting them the difference between you know, fully being obedient to God, which is what Joshua and Caleb was the example of, 
or being like Israel before the promised land, the ones that had to wander around in the wilderness and die, you know, trying to 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 get the land before the land of promise. Those things, the difference between the two, but because now you're not having to fight. The Lord is fighting the battles. The spirit of the spirit of the Lord is there to to um um he's there to direct you. He's there to show you strategy, stratagem, because that means there's more than one way to do anything. So he shows you. So therefore you don't have to fight as hard, but he shows you, okay, if you do it this way, I'm fighting for you. So if that means he tells you to go since we're we're business, we talk a lot about business. So that tells you he tells you to go into a board meeting, and he says all you do is go in, pass out your business plan, and sit down. And you're like, but Lord, so what am I supposed to do next? He said, don't say anything. He said, just tell them to read this. Here's my business plan. Please read it. And just sit there. Don't say anything that the business plan speaks for itself. But if you go in and you pass out the business plan and then you start talking, now God is just like, okay. Well, then you're going to have to fight this one on your own. I mean, I'll still back you up because this is what I'm showing you to do. But now you're going to have to fight harder. You're going to have to do more because I told you not to say anything. Let the business plan speak for itself. But you went in talking. I didn't say talk. I said pass it out. The only thing you were supposed to do was say, Please read, read the business plan and then say nothing. That's the, the same concept of, of what Joshua um, was telling Israel. And so in verse 19, it says, And Joshua said unto the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods. And I got a, I got a pause there because this shows you. I mean, even with Christ going and, and sacrificing Himself, the one thing He cannot forgive is us going and serving. Strange God. There's no forgiveness for that because that means all that he has done up to and including sacrificing his son is for nothing to you. For you to go back and start serving strange gods, he's like, so, okay, so all that I've done means nothing to you? Again, got you, boo. I I see you, all right. And he, he like backs up. 
hands up, backs up. You show me that I'm not good enough. So let me tell you what's going to happen. And so he says, for if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he has done you good. And the people said, no, but we will serve the Lord. And that's what we do in America today. You have those who say, I won't do that. I'll serve God. But now you have people that say, well, it's, you know, God and Buddha are the same thing. How? How? How did, how did you come up with that? How did you come up with that after you've read the Bible? How did you come up with the Bible that God and Buddha are the same God? How did you come up with God and Allah are the same God? Hare Krishna. Whatever God you chose, how did you come up with that the same God? And so he says, um, and and Joshua said unto the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. He says, now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, the Lord our God will we serve, and his voice, sorry, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up therefore under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord and said unto all the people, This stone shall be a witness unto us, for it has heard. And so this this is the part that trips me out. This stone, this stone is a witness unto us and has heard. This stone has heard. I was like, "Mm -hmm." I have to look into that. and I'll get back to you all that because I thought that was interesting. For it has heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us, and it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest you deny your God. And here's the part that's sad. Because after Joshua passed, That's verse 28. It says in verse 31, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord, 
that he had done for Israel. And then, and it's, so you can tell, it lets you know when they stopped serving the Lord. So after everybody died that knew, that was able to keep them in order, Israel in order, and remind them. And so that's the thing. As and that was, and that's what the church has forgotten to do. The elders of the church. And this is why, and this is why the principalities and powers of the world makes us, makes us, no, not us, but has the world um, divided on how to treat our elders. If you look at Asian culture and Indian culture, the elders are revered. And so when an elder spoke or speaks, they listen because the elder is who um, who reminds each generation that's under them what the traditions were, what they are fighting for, what they are, you know, what they fought for, what has been lost, what has been gained, so on and so forth. But and even but when you look at the way that our culture has changed the way we treat our elders, we have gone the way of the world because we used to revere our grandparents. I know I did, at least my grandfather. You know. So when he spoke, it's like shh. Everybody shut up. Grandpa talking, you know. So it was like, what did you? What does he have to say? What does he have to impart? Because the knowledge of the elders gives wisdom. It helps you to understand what the fight is for. It helps you to understand, especially when they tell you where your family has come from, where your people have come from, and done and fought for. But because we don't have our generational gaps are so big now, we have no elders for our people to listen to and look at where we are now. Before we go any further, are there any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms? <laughs> Oh, the, the, the criticism department is open. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, because you know what? Because I, I you know, um, when, you, when you look at the church, a lot of people don't see it the same way. Cause they, That's the understatement. Yeah. So they see it like, well, that happened back then. But if you're going to say there's nothing new under the sun, then S-U-N or S-O-N, then there's nothing new under the sun. For real, for real. Everything is, everything is, you know, works in a cycle. So, 
you, we cannot pick and choose, you know, what we can say is new and what is not new. We just can't. We can't pick and choose. There's nothing new under the sun. So, um, yes, I, I want to take some criticism. I, you know, as long as it's not, I hate the way he smiles sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I want to take some criticism too. No problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I didn't have anything. I was just messing with you. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I, cause I, when I read this, I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, and it, 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 and it tripped me out because it's like as long as you have that person in your ear that tells you don't do that, you don't want to do that. Mm-mm. You know, it make it balances out your good and bad choices as well. You know, it's like going back. You know, when I shared the thing with about my dad. You know, one of the things was, it, it, and I tried to tell him, I said, it's not that I don't appreciate the foundation that you gave me. I'm sticking to that foundation. I was like, but what if I don't want a frame house? What if I want an Adobe house? What if I want a, a two flat? I'm like, you you know, it's like we can't we can't build the same house because we might not want things the same way. I might find a different way than the way you did it that's easier for me and so on and so forth. But we get to the same destination. And so when we study the word of God, the whole word, we're all going in the same destination. We're all trying to get to heaven. But there are some things that are foundational that we need to know. Everything else is, okay, I can discard that and I'll keep that. I'll discard that and I'll keep that and and work it that way. But, there, but again, the foundation of the word of God starts in the Old Testament, not in the New Testament. It starts in the Old Testament, and it's built from there. And it's and it's and it and because he doesn't because why break why why tear down the whole building and take up the foundation when. The house, the church, is built on what was from the beginning. I just, I just never understood that. So, and this is why, because the elders that understood and saw the miracles, even like Azusa, those who were there for Azusa, a lot of them became ministers and apostles and ambitious or. They were they were mentored by someone who was at Azusa, so those are the ones who can tell you, oh, this is what happened. Da 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 da. da. But now a lot of and I'm not knocking theology school, 
But my thing is, if you only go by what is being taught and not going into the whole word of God for yourself, then now you become a cookie cutter of what they want you to say and do and not what God asks. And it's sad because you have some of these ministers that are not called, but they wanted to be, you know, they go in for priests or the ministers and they got these degrees and I'm not knocking that, but did you study outside of the required readings, or did you go by what the dots that they connected? Besides that, did you go into prayer and meditation with the Holy Spirit outside of what was being said in class? And if not, then you did you're doing yourself, and whoever you know. Because they like your credentials. Just because you have credentials does not mean that you're being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what people are are missing, that the Holy Spirit, God needs to be a part of that choosing, not just the person making the choice. But God choosing and saying, yeah, this is the person I'm putting over you, and therefore they have your best interests at heart, not because it's like a money maker. There's a difference. And so um, now we're going to go over to Second Timothy, and this is why I um, – he had me do a second, second Timothy. I had to give you the foundation to Joshua because they were, they decided, you know, after all the elders and those who could remind Israel, you know, what they what they were fighting for, you know, they, they, they started parting themselves from the word of God. And that's when you, and so, I had asked him the question, like, when did he stop talking to the people directly? That's when the prophet started. And so now, not only was God not talking to the people directly or having a Joshua talking to the people, now he was going and talking to the prophet. And so now you have all these prophets, but the people weren't listening to the prophets so much as they were the leaders and the elders and the judges because you have this random person coming and saying, thus saith the Lord. And they're like, man, you're not here with that. You know, we don't remember that God. God, yeah, God loves us. You need to... He ain't going to destroy us because, you know, we married into the Canaanites. Yeah, the Canaanites, God said, don't marry into because they were going after strange gods. And he already said, don't put any strange god before them. You forgot that, didn't you? Okay. 
So, um, Second Timothy, the second chapter. I'm sorry. Um, the second which is the second chapter. It says, "You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able." to teach others also. You, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, sorry. No man that would entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So, first we are soldiers. And so, and we're in Christ, okay? And so, with Christ being in us and us in Christ, and Christ being in the Most High and the Most High being in Christ, we are now in right relationship with God. We, because of Christ, we can go directly to God in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we can go to the Most High God and say, God, did you say? He let let us know in the Old Testament. Oh, okay. We are now in um, 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Again, you know, with the Old Testament being our foundation, if we we cannot separate the two, and the church tries to do that a lot, like it only reads out of the New Testament. It might read some Psalms and Proverbs, but it, it won't really touch the rest of the Old Testament. But the Old Testament lets us know what a right relationship with God really is. And so God lets us know in the Old Testament that it's okay to question him. Abraham did it. Moses did it. Um, David. I mean, everybody that knew that, that, that had a right relationship with God went and asked him and and petitioned him and and said, like, especially Abraham, like, do you really want to do this? You know, Moses even, do you really want to destroy them? Because, you know, you brought them out of of Egypt. So, you know, that would be kind of a bad thing to destroy them at this point. And then everybody looking at, you know, saying the God they serve brought them out of Egypt and destroyed them, you know. So it's like God says that a relationship with me means that you can come and talk to me about anything. 
because we, we can have a we can have a relationship like that. You can come and we can communicate with each other, and you tell me how you feel about this, and I'll tell you in the word how I feel about it, and then you make you can make a more knowledgeable choice because now you know what my will is, and you know where you would stand if you're not, you know, if you're not going to line up with what I say is, is good. And so going on into um, the seventh verse, it says, consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to the gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall live with him. If we suffer, we shall reign with him. If he, if we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abide faithful, he cannot deny himself. Okay, we're getting to, and so it says in my in my Bible, this next section is called a workman approved unto God. And so it says in verse 14, of these things, put them in remembrance. So we have to remember a lot more than just Christ dying and resurrected. One thing, I, you know, I, I don't knock the New Testament at all. But again, the devil knows. The devil knows the word of God just as much as we do, as, you know, more than we do, because he was there from the beginning. So sometimes when I'm reading in the New Testament all the letters that Paul sent out, we have to, you know, for me, and I'm making it personal, and so this is what I'm saying, we have to be sure that everything that we're reading in the New Testament is backed up. Because when you look at, like, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, part of Acts, and Revelation, they all can be reverted back to the Old Testament. But when you look at some of the things that are 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 like what they call the Pauline letters. A lot of things that Paul says can be reverted back to the Old Testament, but some things cannot. That's why you have to read the whole Bible, not just parts of it, because the whole Bible is God, not just the Pauline letters, but the whole Bible is God. 
And so he says, of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. And this is what God wanted us to learn. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. So study to show yourself approved. Not just the New Testament, but also the Old Testament. So if you know if you have if you don't have um a study Bible that has references, then you need to get a study Bible uh that has references. That references not just other New Testament verses, but Old Testament verses. Because a lot of the teachings are just to remind us of everything that God has already said. He says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm not going to change. I haven't changed from the beginning. So if in the beginning was the word and the word was God, the word was with God, and, you know, in the beginning he created, then we have to start from the beginning from creation up to this point. We can't just go and be like, okay, it starts with Christ. No, it starts in the beginning because Christ was even in the beginning. He's just bringing us back into remembrance of everything that God has done from the beginning. And so it says, It says, and their word will eat as doth the canker, of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that name of the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So we have to, if we're saying if we're saying that we are of Christ, then we have to remember that God is our firm foundation. So we have to study to show ourselves approved. So we have to go back and look at all of the, look and start from the beginning and work our way to the front and see what is a right relationship with God. And that right relationship is what happened in the beginning. And that's us having a direct conversation with him without any hindrances. 
without any resolution. And say, you know what, God, you know, um, this person prophesied unto me and said, thus and so, you know, does that line up with your word? Show me in your word that it lines up with your word. Now show me if that is what you want from me. Because that's where a fall takes place. And that example is with Adam and Eve using them as an example we can stop ourselves from falling outside the will of God. Because you will have that snake come into your life and speak to you and tell you, did God really say that? And if you only heard it secondhand from a minister on the pulpit, a prophet that cut a quote-unquote prophet off the street, an evangelist, a friend, family member who, you know, who always seems spiritual or whatever. And even if it sounds good and they throw a scripture at you and it looks and sounds spiritual, you still need to go back to God for yourself and say, God, is that really what you're saying? Did you really say that first in your word? And then did you really say that for me? Is that really for me? Because, again, he deals with everybody on an individual basis. God is not a cookie cutter. We are all individuals. Individuals that he created for, because he, because other than that, why would we, he call us a body? If that was the case, we'd be all blobs. There'd be no, there'd be no different, you know, joints and systems and all this other stuff to create one body. And we were all supposed to look and act alike. That's why he gave the body, thank you, Lord, that's why he gave the body as the example. Because this body that we're in is so complex. It has so many different, you know, qualities and 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 parts and things like that. So if we're the body, then you can't be you can't all uh, instance, you can't be the toe. If you're supposed to be the finger or the ear, or a blood vessel, or an artery. If you're out of place, then that knocks everything else out of place. So we have to study to show ourselves approved. If we are workmen, if we're supposed to be workmen, entrepreneurs, ministers, whatever it is, it starts with the word. It starts and ends with the word of God and us communicating with God. What is he, and, and the thing is, we can let him know what we want. And ask him if that, if that, if that works, 
in our life and for what he wants us to do. And be honest. We could be honest. We can't be honest with nobody else. We could be honest with ourselves and him. Be like, you know what, Lord? I, I really, you know, as you know, as much as I love you, I would love to just to be able to do that to the God. Can I do that? And he'd be like, well, you could, but, you know, that's the kind of relationship that you can have, that we can have with God. If we choose it, we have to choose it. We have to want it. Just like being in a relationship with a man or a woman, if we want that relationship to work, we will bend over backwards to make it work. So um, the same thing we have to do with our relationship with God. Are you willing to bend over backwards for him? Are you willing to study? Are you willing to talk to him? Are you willing to make sacrifices and compromise? And, and, and if he says no, are you willing to accept his no? If you can do it for your boyfriend or girlfriend, man or wife, then how much more so should we be doing that for God? But it goes back to studying to show ourselves approved. And that is our Bible study for today. Any questions, comments, concerns? Not for me. How about you, Ms. Erica? I mean, you can't talk, but you can text it if you want, and we can share it. Okay. So, oh my Lord. And I'm, and as I was talking about this, I was like, he was bringing back to remembrance, like a lot of things that I should have questioned. You know, that I used to question when I first really started studying. You know. And it made me walk away because I wasn't, you know, I was studying the word for myself and I was under a minister and I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. I was like, what he's speaking on and what I'm reading is not lighting up. I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know? And so um, I went and I, you know, and I was asking questions and, and things of that nature. And the answers were not lining up with what I was reading. I'm just like, you know what, I'm done. 
And so I walked away from the church for a minute. I did. I walked away from the church, and I was like, full of contradictions. I'm done. You know, I was like, I'm reading one thing. They're teaching something else. You know, they can't answer the question. And you know, and I get why a lot of um, the youth today are frustrated because I was there. I mean, I get it. It's like, but why are you so focused on this and not this and, and so on and so forth? And so um, I went to study under the... Uh, I told you guys this before, but I, I was studying under the Hebrew Israelites, and it was even worse because all they did was the Old Testament, the 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 um, the, um I was about to say the faction I was up under, but that's the that's the the, the denomination I was up under, whatever you want to call it. All they did was say the Old Testament. And they've never read the New Testament. So I'm like, that doesn't work for me either. And so um, I finally came back to the church I'm at now. And it was just like, okay, this gets me part of the way, you know, because they do have, well, the minute the apostle that was there before, you know, he was doing the Old and the New Testament. So I was able to get that he was, you know, get, he was, he was filling in a lot of the gaps. But now that he's gone on to be with the Lord, it's like this new thing, you know, it's not the same. I'm not, I don't know, everybody preaches different and everybody looks at things different, but it's just like the feel is different. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, again, like I said, I get more out of these calls when we have discussions than I do when I go into a church. So it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, I don't know. I don't know. But when God showed me that, like, yeah, we need to study to show ourselves approved because we're coming into the age where we're gonna, he, God is going to start dividing the wheat from the tear because we're going to, he's going to, and he showed us that again in the Old Testament, when he brought Israel out of Egypt, his chosen people. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you, Lord. Oh. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah, so... When he separated Israel from Egypt, 
it began with everybody being affected. Affected, infected, I want to say it. But then he showed Israel how I could set you apart from the rest of the judgment that I have against these people that you have mingled yourself with. And that day is going to be coming around again. But it's going to be on an individual basis. And so the thing is, so if we don't make sure that we are in his word the proper way, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Because when he separated Egypt and Israel, the the symbolism is still there. God's chosen those who are set apart. That means Christians, anyone who believes, we're going to take the labels off. Anyone, because that's basically that's basically the only thing that separates the people in the whole world. Those who believe and obey God and those of the children of disobedience. That's the only division that should be there. It's not a black and white thing. It's not a rich or poor thing or anything like that. It's those who believe separated from those who don't believe. And what God did was when he was bringing Israel out of Egypt, and those last three or four um, tests or whatever that you want to call them, plagues that he did, he showed that I can touch who I want to touch and save who I want to save. And it won't touch those who set themselves apart to me. Now, look at how the world has been set up now. So we as believers, we need to make sure that we, if we say we're on the Lord's side, we need to make sure that all of our ducks are in a row and we are on the Lord's side. We need to check ourselves and be, and be, be so sure. That that's where we're going to stay. So, on the day that he decides to begin his, his, his judgments and the bowls and the vials, and if it has not already started, then he's going he's gonna to show himself strong when he sets his eyes upon those that are his, and says, seal them with my approval so that when thus and so happens, they are not affected or infected. 
that's what we want to be when the 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 crap hits the fan. And, you know, we don't want to be the ones that get hit with it. We want to be the ones that go like, oh, the person on the left is down. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, uh, like, oh, Lord, thanks. You know, uh, you know, making sure that we're on the right path. So, yeah, and that's that's the end of our Bible study for today. Um, I'm I'm really done. Yeshua. Okay. Any questions, comments? Nope. All right. Um, Are you ready for the solar eclipse? (laughs) Um, I guess as ready as I'm not going to (laughs) be. I I told my daughter, I said, I need you. I'm going to go wake her up to to remind her. I was like, I need you to run to the store and get us some cases of water. I said, because I I have never seen them hype up an eclipse as much as they've hyped up this solar eclipse. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel real. I feel like I feel funny about it. I don't know if I'm being paranoid or what, or whatever. Hey, if that's, I'd rather be, you know, prepared and and nothing happen than not be prepared and something happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I mean, we need some water in the house, just some water. And we have food in the house, praise God. But we need some water, you know. And so I said, we need some water in the house. So, um, yeah. I said, because I see now somebody's going to try to act a fool in in this hour or so that it takes this eclipse Mm -hmm. to finish. And so... I'm like I'm not I'm not planning on going nowhere. Mm-mm. I said I'm gonna stay inside. Yes, I'm like I said she needs to get us some water, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna sit right here until it's done. I'm not, I'm not even gonna go outside and look at it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I, I said I I can I can look at the the shadow of it from my um living room window so that the sun shines on my porch around the time that it's supposed to happen. So I'm like, I just watch the shadow of it as it happens. That's that's as close as I need to get. I don't need to be outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. You know, and it, it just really boggled my mind because I'm like, I've never seen 
so many people like interested in it, like lining up for glasses and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay. Yeah, all right. Taking it to the nth degree. Yes, yes. And I'm like, it's just like they say it's rare, and I get that, but um, I don't know. It it just really, um, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of eerie the way they're like, oh, we gotta make sure um, that we get our glasses and. I'm mad that they ran out of glasses and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You got people traveling so, the country and all that type of stuff. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yep. I mean, like, I, hotel rooms have been sold out for like a couple of years for this day. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. So I had to, because I'm like, okay, so the, um, there was a solar eclipse in 2009. Well, the thing is, they have them, they, ha- they occur every year. Okay. But, um, they're like in different locations where you can, you know, like see them you know, in their totality. So this oh. is the first time in, I think they said like 99 years, that um, in the United States you'll be able to see it like from coast to coast, from, um, I forgot what, where the one, I think like from Oregon to um, to like South Carolina. And so oh. you got like all these little towns that are, um, you know, they're looking forward to those tourism dollars. Um, you know, at Carbon, Carbondale, a lot of people have, um, they showed yesterday on the news, like, how backed up the expressway was going to Carbondale of people, you know, um, coming in the day before and trying to get set up. This, this, this farmer, he rented out, like, his farmland for people to set up tents because all the hotels are sold out. Oh, so he's going so he's doing like fifty dollars a person. Really? Mhm. Yep. Put some porta potties out there. He's good to go. Huh? Get out of here. So yeah, so people are really, um, really into this. Mm. <clears throat> I'm already over it. <laughs> I know, okay? I am already over it. I'm like, I said, wait. I said, I, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not trying to be like, um, I need to get her up there. Yeah, so... But yeah, I I'm hold on one second. Hold mm-hmm. 
And so, Lord, we just we, we ask for your continued protection for your people. You know, help us to hear your voice. If you say don't go, we don't go. If you say turn left, well, we usually turn right to help us to be obedient to that word, God, so that we can be bold and say, you know what, I was about to go that way, and the Spirit of the Lord say, don't, and look what happened. We want to be able to be a testament and a testimony to the love and the care and the the guidance that you provide for us. And so, Lord, we pray for them who were hurt, who are suffering, who are hindered because of this terror that the enemy has tried to bring against the people just because of what, you know, what is being seen and shown in the media. Lord, let us not be affected. Cover our eyes, our mind, our ears, our spirit under the blood of Yeshua, those doorposts so that that spirit of fear and spirit of death cannot affect us. We speak that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, cancer, or allergy from bacteria, viruses, fungal, man-made, chemical, bug bite, or parasite, nothing that we eat, drink, breathe, or touch shall cause us mental or physical harm. Lord, we speak of healing over yours, Father God, from molecule, from the bone marrow to skin, Lord, in the blood, in the lungs, in the brain, the breast, the, the, the colon, the stomach, the intestine, the muscles, the tendons, the, the vessels, the arteries. Father God, we speak a healing throughout the body. Let your Holy Spirit go through and strengthen and strip away any blockages, any um, any lumps, any any um, anything that is that could be a detriment. Lord, let your Spirit go in and do a holy surgery. Father God, that only you can do to eradicate every cancer cell, tumor, uh, uh, cold bacteria, virus, everything that the enemy is trying to bring against us, Lord. The constant fear that is trying to be provoked through what we see on TV. Help us to change the channel. Maybe even take watching TV, take that that need away from us, so that we don't get bogged down with with this illness and that illness and and seeing all these things about prescriptions and 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 hepatitis and all these these fears and 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 things that they try to compound against us 
to make us go away from you and towards Barakia. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your covering. We thank you for your grace and your mercy because it's only by your strength and by your might and by your presence that we are not consumed and that we are not and that we are not bamboozled and hoodwinked and just we give ourselves over to the hand of the enemy. But it's by your might and power, your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you instill in each and every one of us, being able to discern the times and the and the words and the giving us the ability to understand that everything that sounds good to us is not for us if you're not there. And so, Lord, just help us to continue to look to you. Look to you for guidance. Look to you and say, Lord, did you say? Lord, did you mean? Lord, is this you? Help us to remember to ask before we do. Help us to remember to to remember you before we step out so that when we do step out, we're stepping out under your covering and your energy and your power and not our own. For your glory and for our good. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. And I pray for you, Miss Pam. Thank you. I pray for you. You pray for me. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, um, just because, you know, I, you. The joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. You have always been a serious person. And so, um, let the joy of the Lord start being your strength, girl. Um, because he has much for you to do. Okay. Um, he has much for you to do. Um, you might think that what you do is, is that you know, you shrug it off. I don't do much, <laughs> you know. And um, like you know, I just do this because he's my friend, and you know, blase blase. I just do this because you know she needed it, and you know, whatever, whatever. But. 
you take. And it's so funny because I, 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 I used to, I still do sit back and say how intertwined our lives are, our experiences are. And so a lot of things I'd be seeing and y'all are like, oh, like Sam said, oh, okay, you know. And so, um, but let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And um, I don't know if I I said that on the call or not, but in a lot, you know, working for um, that little bit of time that I did work, I told my sister for sure, I'm like, I understand now what joy means. It's, it's different than being happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so once you once you get that understanding, because happiness is fleeting, you know. I was happy yesterday when I got some Chinese food. <laughs> but it's fleeting because now that the Chinese food is gone, I have nothing to be happy about. But I still have the joy of the Lord. You, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So continue to um, let the joy of the Lord be your strength because you're like, sometimes you wake up and be like, there's nothing to be happy about today. Well, that's where the joy of the Lord comes in. And you got to pull on that. That That is what gets that is what will get you through the day faster than trying to find something that makes you happy because that's what the world tries to get us to do. It doesn't want us to find the joy within ourselves. It wants us to find happiness outside of ourselves. Joy is within, happiness is without. But it's, it's, it's like, what's the song? that he had me singing the other day. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. The joy is 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 on the inside. So nobody can take that away from him. Happiness is on the outside. So if your happiness is your money or your health or your family or whatever, at one time or another, those things die, they go away, they, you know, so once they leave, what are you going to do? And that's what the world wants us to focus on. It wants us to focus on the outside so we don't know what our inner strength is. But with God being for us and in spite of us, our strength lies within and not without. And so that's where your your strength lies. So continue that the Lord be your strength, my sister. And let him guide you and show you your money maker. Let him show you what it is that you're that you're needing to do. And you know, and that's the thing, 
once he shows it to you in clarity, you know, let his joy be your strength. Let that joy that you receive when you finally get it and understand what he wants you to do, let that be what pulls you along and and has you walking out. As I minister to you, I minister to myself. I had to sit back the last couple of days. I was so glad. I told my sister I was so glad about, you know, the four days that I had because I have to remember that it's not the people outside of me that's going to get me. I have to get myself. I have to understand myself. I have to have the joy within myself. I have I have to do what I need to do. And those people that God has brought into my life is my support system. They're not my main system. They're not my main system. It's my support system. And so it's like it's like living on life support. They're not your life support. They are your support system. There's a difference. On life support, if your life support is taken away, you die. But your support system, if someone decides to walk away or you need to or you need you need to walk away or whatever, you're still good. Irregardless of and that's the difference. And so that is my encouragement more than my prayer for you is that you you find and keep your joy. Amen. So that you see it. And Miss Erica. Miss Erica. All right, ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know I love you, right? So, okay. <laughs> but I do. I love y'all. Isn't it what your mama said before you get a spanking? You know I love you, right? <laughs> No, no faking involved. No fake. <sighs> Not really. Um, I just saw that the other day, too. Hold on one second. And it's so apropos. Give it to me again, Lord. And when I saw it, I thought of her. I'm like, hmm. I should have texted it to her yet, but. And that's another thing. No more should have, could have, would have. We need to really just do, you know. 
It was a song. That's what it was. Yep. Yep, yep. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay. All right. So... Um, the song was Lord help me hold out until my change comes. You know, and now that your change is here, you're just like, okay, Lord help me hold out to this change. And the transition has been disconcerting. Because you're like, I was ready for it, but I wasn't ready for it. And but God was like, but I was showing you the change way in advance so that you wouldn't be surprised. You saw it coming and you were still surprised on some levels. And so he's like, yeah. And so, um, Erica, stop fighting the change because there you're 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 kind of like you're. It's like he's what I see is like him. The spirit is like dragging you a little bit, and you know how you know somebody's pulling you, and you're kind of like um, pulling you by your arm, and you kind of like planted your feet a little bit, and I'm seeing skid marks on the floor because you're trying to be like, well, slow down, I'm coming, I'm coming, you know. But you know, I was I wasn't ready for it to happen all at once. But he's like, it has to happen all at once because so much needs to be done. All oh, Jesus. Oh. Okay, you did that mess on purpose. Good morning, sweetie. Okay. Um, my son scared me. I'm sorry. Um, but he's like he has to do it all at once because there's so much that needs to be done. And so, 
and it has to happen in a short amount of time because if y'all notice, like, we're almost at the end of the year. So he's like, there are certain things that I want in place before the year is out. And Erica, you are one of those things that he needs to have in place before the year is out. So that means where you live, what you're driving, your work, all of that needs to be established. And so that's why he's kind of fast-tracked you the way he has. And so um, that being said, that is the reason why you are so flustered and things are the way they are. But just continue to pray, continue to let your visions guide you because he's been talking to you more and more um, about what he wants you to do. And you've been listening. Okay. And doing. Continue to do so. For his good, but for your, for his good, but for your good. And then it'll be a sure I, I speak these encouraging words. Amen. 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 Hmm. Them skid marks uh, made you call in? <laughs> look, yeah, look, yeah, I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> there are some. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there are, and that's really so, so, yeah, okay. I'm going back on the computer. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back to the computer world. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can hear you. I hear you talking, yeah. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Love you back. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, such a lovely day. I'm going back to the world of the computer. Okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too funny. Um, would you uh, pray for Lisa? Today's her first day of classes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. And she 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 gonna need prayer with the with them students that she got. That's for sure. And see, and here's the thing. Like I had um hold on one second. Do me a favor, please. When you're done with that, can you throw all of that stuff, you know, I'm gonna have a clear for all that. Um and that's the thing. She, uh, yeah, okay. she really, she already had, he already gave her the tools that she's going to need for these classes because that's why she had her own, he, let, he had her go through having her own last year, the last school year, excuse me, so that she could be equipped for what she's about to go through now. Excuse me. Um, Because the thing is, 
the the boys that she's going to be dealing with have never had to deal with someone like her before. Like, I noticed if I use... Okay. I can do, I can be Lisa, but I can't be Lisa for long. It's draining for me because that's not my personality. But I notice when I'm Lisa, when I do Lisa, my Ozias listens to me better when I do Lisa. So if I'm a little bit hard on him, and I come at him kind of hardcore. He kind of looks at me like, okay. I'm like, I'm not to cheat again. Not going to do it. And he does his work. But that's not me. That's, that's a part of who I can be, but it's draining. That's Lisa all day. Lisa is Lisa all day. Lisa will be fine because she has the will and the do and the heart to not want to leave. It's just like any soldier. There's, you know, there are so she's like that guy heart soldier. That's give me here. Give me exactly. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um where it says, I leave nobody behind. And that, and because that is her mantle, she has all the, everything, that she, the tools that she needs to teach these boys. But Lord, show her what tools she used and when as she goes throughout her day to day. Help her draw from you and not herself that's the difference so that she doesn't end up being tired um, and weary from the back talk and the testing because she's going to be at a point of testing. They're going to test to see if they can break her. They're going to test to see if she's phony. They're going to test to see if she really cares before they give in and actually settle down and start listening. So, Lord, let the testing and the press and the, and the pull that they do to, to, to see what kind of person she is, if she's real and fake, if she's, you know, there for the money or for them, help her to show that she's not what they think she, what they think she is and who she really is so that they can get through this week and then after this week, it's nothing but them learning from her and gleaning from her and growing because of her and your leading for her good before your glory. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 What are you doing, sir? What? You don't know what you're doing. Okay. 
As long as you know that you need you don't know what you're doing. Okay. All right. So, um, oh, oh, that prayer for um for Sam. He wasn't feeling good last evening. Okay. All right. So, Father, we pray for Sam right now, the one who created this line and this opportunity. Do you need help? Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Do you need help? Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to close that drawer and get the pot thing out the drawer. Close that. Close that. Get the pot thing out the drawer. The pie thing out the drawer. The pizza thing. All right, put it on top. You should be able to put it in there. Slide that underneath it. Okay. All right. Um, we pray for Sam right now, Father. And we pray for his health and strength. Um, Lord, we pray for his spirit, soul, and body. Let it be rejuvenated, oh God, um, so that he's able to stand and he's able to feel your presence as you go through and heal, touch, deliver whatever he needs of God in his spirit, soul, and body. You know, touch him right now. Give him divine healing. Give him divine sustenance. Give him divine um, rehabilitation, oh Lord, as only you can. Don't bend it. Just leave it up. I'm sorry. Just leave it up and just put it so. Lord, we just thank you in advance for touching his body, touching his mind, so that he's able to function today where there's soreness or where there is pain, fix it, where there is stiffness. Lord, we ask that you will bind any illness or disease or even if it's not that, it's just him overdoing it. Just show him. We just ask that you go in and touch his muscles, his tendons, his joints, and let them be loosened by your Holy Spirit so that he can be productive in his day. Watch over his um, 391-year-olds, Lord. Let them let his day be easy today. Let there be no um, confusion. Let their minds be free of confusion or forgetfulness or anything like that, oh God. Let let today be a moment of clarity for all three. That he knows clearly what needs to be done for each and every one of them that this day can be smooth 
In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, and we pray for all of our other PSM family, those that are known and unknown, um, those who just listen to the recordings and don't call in, and those who even listen in the background and don't speak. But we just thank you for them as well because it's, it's by your spirit and power that they receive whatever they receive for them to continue to come back and listen and learn and and pull from what you put out, Lord. You plant the seeds that you give the increase. And we just thank you that you have given each and every one of us a job to do. Give us the strength that we need to do it. For your glory before our good, and then we can show you pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So that is the end. Make sure. Right. Okay. So Father, we come for the students. We come for all, Lord, that from um, preschool to college bound. We come for all the youth, those who know you and those who don't know you. Lord, we just pray right now, covering over their minds. Let them not be programmed. That help them to resist any programming that the Prince of this world, the powers of this world are trying to place. But help them to continue to be like we were, oh God, and question and not just accept what is being taught, but just to also question what is being taught so that they can have a full understanding of the world around them and what is being done and and what is being produced and spoken of. Help them to be more than just cookie cutters, but learned and learning not just one way, but learning the way as well. Help them to find you, oh God. Help them to find you. Put a believer in their way. And it's not even just them speaking out, but just by their actions, by their love, by their mannerisms, that they know that they are of you. And because of that, they they want to know more. It says, there's a song, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So we lift you up, oh God. Help our, our youth that believe in you. Help them lift you up 
for all men to see so that they can draw the men and women of, of the youth unto you, seeking you instead of letting the devil who goes to and from to devour instead of them being picked up by him for their good but for your glory. And then we assure you pray. Amen. Amen. Are there any other requests for prayer? Going once. Going twice. All right. Ms. Pam, if you could be so kind as to, to pray us out, our Bible study is now over. Again, I thank everyone that comes and 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 you know and takes time. I thank y'all so much. Because it helps me in my walk as well. So, that being said, let's pray the people prayers out. We're done for the day. Okay. Everyone have a blessed day. Hear you tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to y'all in the morning. Okay. Bye-bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.